Hi everyone, we're all indoors more than we want to be, so we're here to remind you about the amazing and sometimes strange natural world outside, to transport you to places of wonder in your minds. So today on The Wild, we're going to bring you something a little different. We're going to explore one question about a species that will reveal the wondrous and unexpected way that nature works. We're calling these episodes Wild Bites, short, tantalizing stories that we hope will surprise and delight you. Enjoy. Imagine yourself swimming in the sea for a minute, close to shore. It's perfectly calm as you head into deeper water. Your big toe is the last one to touch the sandy bottom, and now you're afloat. You take a really deep breath and drop below the surface, just a foot or two. Your ears plug, and the sounds from the shore become muffled. Exhale a few bubbles from your mouth and drop another foot, and then another. You feel that strange pressure on your head. Ten feet deep and twenty pounds per square inch of pressure feels like another world. It's all you can take, so you shoot to the surface to gulp the air. With a couple of weeks of training, you could probably make it down to 30 feet for maybe 45 seconds. But imagine going way deeper. Personally, I'm a bit more of a terra firma guy, but I was just reading about an Austrian fella who has really tapped into his ancient human roots in the ocean. Herbert Nisch. He's the world record champion for freediving. Diving without scuba gear. Basically, slipping on a massive pair of flippers, holding your breath, and taking the plunge. They call Herbert the deepest man on earth, and he's got every record there is. A really good freediver can get down to 400 feet. That's like a 40-story skyscraper. Amazingly, Herbert has gone beyond that, down over 700 feet, and he can hold his breath for nine minutes. Herbert takes it to the limit of what's possible for humans. Deeper down and water pressure would instantly rupture your eardrums, make your lungs bleed, then collapse, and, oh yeah, crush your skull too. But there's an animal that can go way beyond even those depths. They're the deep divers of the ocean. Meet the sperm whale. Just how does an animal that's bigger than a large school bus dive ten times deeper than the limit of an extreme human like Herbert and not, you know, die? From KUOW in Seattle, I'm Chris Morgan. Welcome to Wild Bites. Hey, Wild listeners, I'm Lucy Suchak, a producer on The Wild. I want to introduce you to another show you might like. Out There is an award-winning podcast about regular people whose lives have changed because of an experience with nature. A while back, we had an episode about the quietest place on Earth. The new season of Out There is all about silence. They'll explore how we find stillness amidst the noise of life. The new season of Out There launches in April. Follow them wherever you get your podcasts or at outtherepodcast.com. To me, the sperm whale has always been the most immediately recognizable whale. That huge, odd-shaped head with a little mouth that's so easy to make as a shadow puppet. Famous for its deep dives. A bit of an enigma. And the stuff of legends, too. Images of Moby Dick thrashing around in the sea pop into my head. 
Adults can weigh 80 tons, and that's not the only thing about them that's big. They have the largest brain of any animal known to have lived on the planet. Also big is the sound they make. They can emit a sonar click that's louder than a jet engine at takeoff, which makes them the loudest creature on Earth. Sperm whales are named after spermaceti. I know, it sounds like a small Italian pasta, but it's actually the name of an oily fluid, like a wax that's found in the sperm whale's head. Whalers used to think that it was sperm, but whatever it was, they wanted it. It was used to fuel oil lamps and candles back in the day. Imagine. Today, scientists think that the spermaceti helps the whale with buoyancy, helps them dive for food, and then surface by adjusting the density of the waxy stuff. Now, picture that bus-sized sperm whale on the surface of the sea. Suddenly, she blows out an almighty breath that has a hint of squid and disappears. She's on a mission to find squid. She heads straight down, blasting past the first skyscraper depth at 400 feet. She leaves Herbert Nitsch in the dust at 700 feet and is just getting started. The pressure here is already 325 psi and counting. There's only a small amount of light at this depth, like a watery twilight zone. She's not out to beat any records, she's hungry. In the darkness, she emits those clicks, like a submarine sonar, to search out her prey. Echolocation. Her giant heart is the weight of two humans. It slows right down to conserve oxygen. Researchers have found that blue whale hearts beat just twice per minute when they dive. The sperm whale shunts her blood into the organs and tissues that don't do well under massive water pressure, like her heart and brain. It's like a carefully orchestrated factory of processes happening as the whale kind of leaves one world and enters another. It's called the Midnight Zone. Just under half a mile down, no light ever reaches this depth. It's here at 1100 PSI where your skull would implode. Amazingly, the sperm whale continues to dive on through the Midnight Zone, down to one and a quarter miles, 6,500 feet. If you were to walk that distance on land, it would take you about 25 minutes at a moderate pace. 16 skyscrapers, one on top of another. That's a long elevator ride. To function at over a mile down, the sperm whale has a pretty incredible adaptation to water pressure. Their bodies are flexible, but not just that. Their ribs are bound by cartilage that's bendable, so the rib cage collapses. Our ribs would snap here. And the lungs collapse too to prevent them from rupturing, so oxygen is now drawn from muscle and her blood, which is thick and dark and loaded with hemoglobin the stuff that carries oxygen from the lungs to body tissues. Sperm whale blood has 60% hemoglobin versus 30% in humans. And of course, that giant body that's built for diving just carries a lot more blood. It's an onboard oxygen storage system. All but her vital organs are shut down. 
Her body is now squashed to one quarter of the volume it was on the surface. But somehow, she's still able to hunt in the total darkness. And now, under 2,900 psi of water pressure. Other whales can go even deeper. The much smaller Cuvier's beaked whale has been clocked at a depth of 10,000 feet. That's almost two miles below the surface. After a successful hunt, it's time for the sperm whale to turn around and head back towards the light. Some whales can get the bends if they surface too quickly. Gas bubbles get into tiny blood vessels and organs and can be deadly, but not the sperm whale. By collapsing their lungs, it's thought that they avoid the bends altogether. So up she goes, through the midnight zone, then the twilight zone, and finally to the surface. She's been down there for 90 minutes, the time it would take you to watch a feature-length film. Unbelievably, just 10 minutes later, she's ready to do it all over again. She needs those squid, up to a ton of them per day. So down she goes, into the darkness. She may live to be 70 years old, and nearly three quarters of her life will be spent on foraging dives just like this one. A track record Herbert Nish could only dream of. We have loads more information on this incredible species at our website, thewildpod.org. And we'll include a link to some cool underwater sperm whale sounds, including the echolocation clicks that were recorded by Mark Johnson. A very special thank you for their kind financial support to Ellen Ferguson, Jill and Scott Walker, Anna Kimball, John Taylor and Annie Mize. This episode is dedicated to the memory of the amazing artist and my friend Michael Felber. The Wild is inspired not just by nature, but by people who work in it, love it, protect it. We have more information on our website, thewildpod.org. The Wild is a production of KUOW in Seattle, Wildlife Media, and me, Chris Morgan. Our producer is Matt Martin. Jim Gates is our editor. Our production team includes David Brown, Juan Pablo Chiquiza, April Craig, Tio Popescu, Mariah Powell, Brendan Sweeney, and Jeannie Yandel. Our theme music is by Michael Parker. I'm your host, Chris Morgan. Thanks so much for listening, and take care of each other. At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Line takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Line wherever you get your podcasts.